0: heritage it's so good to worship this morning and even though we're apart it's good to spend time in song and prayer and communion and in scripture there's an old phrase from a lot of books somewhere a dog barked so if that happens this morning uh, I'm sorry uh, but let it be an indicator that uh, we are where we are we're separate today. We're apart physically. Uh, we're worshiping from our homes, back being safe, being mindful of each other, and of those uh, those at risk. But we're together in spirit. Uh, we're together with God, uh, Emmanuel, God with us, and He's with us today. Uh, each one of us, where we are, uh, separate and apart, but together. Uh, in love, and in faith, and in, in harmony with Him. We're going to talk here in a few minutes uh, from Scripture. Uh, we're going to look at uh, Emmanuel, uh, God with us, Jesus, uh, but first let's take a moment and pray together and then, uh, and then we'll get into God's Word with each other. Father, this day we come before you. We thank you, Father, for our, our church, for heritage, our family and we just ask your blessing on us father father we ask your blessing of safety but especially father we ask your blessing of of unity of purpose unity of spirit and a sense of peace as we move through this uh, challenging time uh, this health crisis for our world and we just pray father for safety we pray for love and we pray that the spirit of jesus will be evident in our lives as we, as we seek to, to move through this together. We're thankful for him, and we pray this in his name. Amen. So this morning, we're going to continue the Jesus Said series um, that we've been studying together. So we'll be in John chapter 21, at the end of the book of John this morning, and Jesus said, and this is one of my favorite passages in the New Testament, Jesus said, come and have breakfast. So when I speak of breakfast, I'm not speaking of this. <clears throat> so I um, I eat Cheerios most every morning. Uh, there's a reason for that. It's, it's quick, it's cheap, it's easy, it's relatively quiet. Uh, my wife will tell you one of her earliest memories after our uh, after our wedding was sitting with me eating Cheerios in the dark. Um uh, but Cheerios are not my definition of breakfast. You now when I think of breakfast in the truest sense of the word, it looks something more like this. Eggs, eggs over easy, um, uh, usually two, bacon, and something a lot of you may not uh may not eat, may not enjoy, but grits. So, um uh, eggs, bacon, grits, a, a large plate, usually in a uh, a restaurant or a diner—that's uh, what I think of when I think of breakfast, and there's a reason for that. And so I want us to think together this morning. Context is important. Context is important. So for me, the reason breakfast is one of my favorite meals—a uh, large, a large breakfast—usually eaten eaten away from home—brings back memories of my father. Um, growing up as a small child he would wake me up on saturday mornings very early before my mom or my sisters were awake and he'd say let's go have breakfast let's go have breakfast and we would we would leave we'd quietly get dressed get in the car and drive off to some small greasy spoon somewhere and we would have just just what you saw pictured there uh, eggs bacon grits and then I would watch my father methodically crisscross cut his eggs just the same way every time, where the yolk would run across the plate. And he could usually sop it up with, with some toast or mix it up with his grits. And, uh, and I wanted to be just like him. And to this day, uh, when I eat my eggs over easy, I try to crisscross cut them just like he did. This context is important. But it's not about the food, it's about the moment, it's about the experience. And life memories are often best shared over a meal. And one of the reasons breakfast is my favorite meal uh, is those memories. My father would talk about life, he would talk about things that were important to him growing up. He would talk about his father and his father was a man I never knew. He had passed away before uh, I was old enough to have any memories. And so as we would be having breakfast together when I was, was a young child, what I didn't appreciate at the time was his father had only been gone from this earth for about a year, maybe two. And if you think about what's happened you know, in the last several years of your life, uh, that's not very much time, and the memories are fresh, maybe the emotions are still raw. So, when my father would talk about these, these important things of life for him and important things, important memories of his father, um, context was important and it was still pretty fresh because these things had just happened. So, for me, when I, when I talk about breakfast, uh, breakfast is more than just food. Breakfast is, is an experience. Breakfast is uh, something that brings back memories. And brings back life lessons and lessons I'd like to pass on to my son, to my daughters, uh, and to others in the course of life. So let's look back now at scripture in John chapter 21, where Jesus said, come and have breakfast. John 21, beginning in verse 9. When they landed, they saw a fire of burning coals there with fish on it and some bread. Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish you have just caught. And then again, down in verse 12, Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. None of the disciples dared ask him, who are you? They knew it was the Lord. So when we think about Jesus in these moments, Jesus called these men just three years prior from this very shore, from the Sea of Galilee, called them from a life of, of being fishermen to being a life of fishers of men is how he called them and what he called them to. So for Jesus and for these apostles, his disciples, the context here was important because let's think about what had just happened over the three years following. These men had, had lived with Jesus, they would walked with him, they'd been everywhere with him, they'd seen him perform miracles, they'd seen him feed 5,000, they'd seen him raise people from the dead, and ultimately they had heard Christ talk of his love and his calling, and that God had sent him here to sacrifice himself for the sins of man, and that he would be handed over to to religious rulers and to Roman authorities and he would be crucified. And they had seen that happen. Uh, they had seen Christ crucified, they'd seen Christ raised from the dead. They'd seen him twice before this moment today. So context is important because really they've come back to where they started. This is a reset moment, if you will, in the lives of of the apostles. Context is important for us as well. Jesus meets us where we are. Think about that for a second. Jesus meets us where we are in the good and in the bad in our lives. Jesus meets us where we are. And in sharing a meal with the apostles here, Jesus was meeting them back at the Sea of Galilee, back at the place where it all began. And so context here is important. Let's continue in Scripture. Back in John 21, Afterward, Jesus appeared again to his disciples by the Sea of Galilee. It happened this way. Simon Peter, Thomas, also known as Didymus, Nathanael from Cana and Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples were together. I'm going out to fish, Simon Peter told them, and they said, "'We'll go with you.'" Early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples did not realize that it was Jesus. He called out to them, "'Friends, haven't you any fish?' "'No,' they answered. He said, "'Throw your net on the right side of the boat, and you will find some.'" When they did, they were unable to haul the net in because of the large number of fish. Then the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. As soon as Simon Peter heard him say, It is the Lord, he wrapped his outer garment around him, for he had taken it off and jumped into the water. So these were the moments before they came ashore, before Jesus said, Come and have breakfast. So really, the disciples were back where they started. They were back in their life in the Sea of Galilee. They were fishing again. Even though they'd seen Christ raised from the dead, they'd seen him. They didn't know what that meant. They didn't know Christ obviously didn't appear to them and stay with them. He would appear and then he would leave. And so the disciples, for whatever reason, had decided to leave Jerusalem, to go back to Galilee, and to go back to fishing. So Jesus meets them where he first met them, where he first called them. And much like that first calling where they had not caught fish all night, and Jesus told them where to cast their nets. This moment was repeated. So they've come ashore, they've had breakfast. And when they finished eating, back in chapter 21, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Context is important. Jesus says here, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And Peter says, as John writes, Peter says, Yes, Lord, you know I love you. Let's look back the first time Jesus called the disciples, the first time he called Peter. In John chapter 1, verse 40. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard what John had said and who had followed Jesus. The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, We have found the Messiah, that is, the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You will be called Cephas, which when translated is Peter. So again, let's move forward three years after Christ's death, after his resurrection, after all the things that have happened in Peter's life and in Peter's relationship with Jesus. And a second time, Again, Jesus said, Simon son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. So in both these first two moments, Simon son of John, do you love me? And back to the first time Jesus called him, you are Simon son of John, you will be called Peter. I think it's noteworthy and not to be overlooked that Jesus is not calling him Peter. He's calling him Simon, son of John. Context is important. Let's think about what's happened in Peter's life in his relationship with Jesus just in the past few days before this breakfast encounter. Simon Peter, the man, refused to let Jesus wash his feet. We saw at the moments of the Last Supper, he said, No, Lord, you will never wash my feet and Jesus said if I can't wash your feet you can have no part of me. Simon Peter slept in the garden while Jesus prayed and wept before he was arrested as we see in Luke chapter 22. And then when the authorities arrived to arrest Jesus Simon grabs a sword and violently cuts off the servant's ear in John chapter 18 and Christ condemns this action and heals the servant and then, as Christ had told Peter, as he had, uh, as he had predicted, Peter denied Christ three times uh, before others after Christ's arrest. After Christ's resurrection on the first day of the week, when the women had come from the tomb with their report that Jesus' body was not there, Peter and the apostle John ran to the tomb, but Peter refused to enter for whatever reason. Um, And finally, even after Jesus had appeared to the apostles in Jerusalem, not once but twice, Peter went back to his fishing business in Galilee. We don't know why. Uh, We don't know what his motivation was. Uh, We don't know what his motivation wasn't. But much like our own personal life and moments you can think of, When times get hard, we sometimes go back to things we know, uh, to old habits, uh, to old relationships. And whatever the reason, Simon Peter went back to his fishing business in Galilee. So a third time back in our uh, our breakfast encounter, the third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? he said lord you know all things you know that i love you jesus said feed my sheep i think the the literary effects that john uses here are not to be overlooked john refers to peter as peter john refers to peter as peter or simon peter but jesus in speaking to him does not call him peter he does not call him simon peter he calls him simon son of john not once not twice but three times And as we remember Peter denied Christ three times and Jesus has asked Simon son of John three times do you love me and Simon says yes you know I love you Simon Peter says yes you know I love you so Jesus called Simon son of John to walk alongside him and to become the apostle the man we know as Peter Simon son of John was human just like you and just like me And after his resurrection and after him denying Christ three times something that he was upset about understandably and something that scripture tells us he went out and wept bitterly but Jesus met Peter somewhere between his faith and his fear and he exhorted him to love him and to be more than just the man once known as Simon son of John he called him to be Peter let's look back at the Late parts of chapter 21, Jesus said to Peter, Very truly I tell you, when you were younger, you dressed yourself and went where you wanted. But when you're old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. Jesus called on Peter to not just be Simon, son of John, to not go back to his old life, to not just be the man he once was. He called on the man that he loved, and the man that he knew loved him, to be Peter, to be his apostle, and to feed his sheep. Jesus called on Peter to leave his nets. Jesus calls on us today to leave our safety nets, to love him fully. And even in moments like we are today, when you're sitting in your home, I'm sitting in my home, and we're being safe apart. We're trying to be mindful and loving and careful, Jesus calls us to love each other and to feed his sheep. So this morning, as we think about scripture, as we think about Jesus' call to come and have breakfast, I hope we remember this, we remember his love, we remember his sacrifice, and we remember how he calls on us to love him, and no matter the circumstance, no matter the challenge, no matter our fears, to have faith and to feed his sheep, to feed his lambs. Thank you, church.